you can understand the individual, you can understand what environment we actually need to match them to create the best response so they can work smarter, not harder. You're listening to the Fitness Industry Podcast, powered by Australian Fitness Network. For articles, resources, and inspiration to grow your fitness business and career, go to fitnessnetwork.com.au, where you can also find a huge range of online courses, many of them accredited for CECs and other professional development credits, with up to a massive 30% savings for members of Australian Fitness Network. And for an amazing weekend of face-to-face learning, be sure to register for Filex, the main event on the fitness industry calendar, at filex.com.au. Health coach and epigenetics educator Kyle Riley advocates for PTs delivering holistic and highly personalized experiences. Here he chats to the fitness industry podcast, Bell Fong, about how people respond differently to the same stimulus. Matching a client's environment and training style to their genes and personality types and how personalized health can help clients get results by working smarter rather than harder. All right, Carl Riley, welcome to the Fitness Industry Podcast. Thanks for having me on. So you and your business partner, Cam, Dr. Cam McDonald, have been involved in personalised health for four years. Can you tell our listeners what PH360 is and how you got involved? Yep, so PH360, so PH stands for personalised health, and it's based on the, the principle that every single person on the planet is completely different. So we've all got different genes, and as a result of that, we know that epigenetics, so epigenetics is how the environment will influence the genes. We know that it's the environment that will actually determine what genes switch on and off. So different people ultimately need different things. And PH360 itself is a platform that allows us to measure somebody's phenotype. So who they are right now on the outside, we can measure that to understand what's going on the inside and actually start to give more personalized advice, whether that be exercise, nutrition, lifestyle information, to make sure that they get the best result. So long story short, we're matching the environment to the genes. Mm -hmm. And this is an assessment tool that personal trainers are able to use and an educational program that personal trainers can learn to provide more clear-cut, personalized results to clients. Great. So in PH360, there are six different health types, which means the behavioral patterns of each type will differ. So how does this affect the way PTs train their clients? So, I mean, I've been in the industry for about 10 years now, and I'm sure many people out there working with clients would have seen this as well. You'll just notice that on a couple of levels, one on results. So we know that there's non-responders. And right now, when you look at the research in non-responders to exercise and nutrition and whatever it might be, in exercise science, you see about 20 to 30% non-response rate in every single study that you'll see. So classic study is called the Heritage Study, for example, where they looked at VO2 max. So they had lab-supervised exercise three days a week, 481 people, 20 weeks of training. And at the end of the study, looked at individual response. Everyone was doing the same exercise, so they're in the same environment. But at the end of the study, the results in terms of increasing VO2 max were completely different in each individual. So on average, we saw about 400 mils increase in VO2 from the aerobic work that we're doing. But some people super responded and increased by 1,000 mils. Some people increased only 100 mils. And some people actually didn't increase at all. Some people reversed. And this was controlled for training age as well. So it wasn't at the beginning people were getting great responses and the advance were borderlining. This was just people respond differently. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to results, the only research we've got right now is in non-responders is just make them do more of it. So if you are a non-responder to aerobic exercise and three days isn't working, if we get you doing six, you might creep into the response rate. And while that might be the case, you're working hard rather than smart. So PH360, what we do is we're looking at, right, well, why is it some people respond well to this type of exercise and some people don't? 
Is it because of their individual difference? And what happens if we unlock who they are and then match the right training environment to their genes? So for example, we know that some health types respond really well to HIIT training. So the health type that we call the activator is your classic CrossFit body who you give, who responds really well to acute stress, but doesn't really do well with lots of volume. So they'll get joint inflammation and they'll burn out really, really quickly. So we can give them a short, sharp, high intense CrossFit, CrossFit style environment and they'll respond really well to that versus if we give them lots of marathon running, we'd find they probably break down a lot quicker and get bored along the way as well. And I'll talk about behaviors in a second. The diplomat health type that we know is the opposite. So they've got really poor lactate conversion. They produce ATP slower, which means they need more rest between sets in bouts of activity. So if we were to give them a Tabata, 20 seconds work, 10 seconds off, where there's more work than rest, they're going to burn out quicker because they get all this lactate and they can't clear it and it's just not the right environment for their body. So instead, we might use 30 seconds on, four minutes off, and we get a better response. So from a results point of view, it's about if you can understand the individual, you can understand what environment we actually need to match them to create the best response so they can work smarter, not harder. So that's one thing. The second thing is behaviors. So you can have the best exercise program in the world, but if you can't get your clients to adhere to it, it's not going to work. So what we know about this information too is the, the body and brain aren't disconnected. So when you're developing in those embryological layers, when you're developing certain genes and certain hormones, those hormones are not only affecting the way you, your body's developed in terms of its size, shape, and structure, but that's also affecting your mental state. Like if I was to in, inject you with lots of testosterone, your personality is going to shift you know, to probably not a very nice person. You're going to be more competitive, more aggressive. So we know that hormones affect behavior. So in PH360, when we quantify the phenotype and we understand the person, we can actually understand what hormones have governed their development and how that's going to affect the brain and therefore the behaviors. So if you've got that information as a PT, you can use that to communicate with them in a way that matches their natural brain function. You can support them in a way that needs to be supported. So we know the activator, for example, is, to use that example again, is super competitive. They're higher in testosterone, higher in adrenaline. They love taking risks. They need variety. They need change. They need new stimulus. If you're a trainer and you don't know that about your client and you're sitting them down in your first consultation and taking them through the in-depth science and all of your posture stuff and you're explaining every last detail and the poor activator's falling asleep in the chair next to you, you might as well be speaking a different language. So you're not going to get that adherence, you're not going to get that rapport. And then when it comes to their program and supporting them for the program, if you're going to give them the same program all the time and not change it up frequently, they're going to get bored and they're not going to stick to it. So if you, but if you know they're an activator, then you can change your program often. You can high five them when they walk in the room and chest pump them and do whatever and fire them up. And you know that if you want them to stick to a program, you've got to challenge them. Whereas if you challenge the diplomat, just to keep this comparison going, diplomats don't like unexpected. They like time and space to think about things. They're very considered thinkers. So where the activator is do first, think later. The diplomat is I'm going to consider this situation. Give me a minute to think. Once I've worked out all the different logistics, then I'll make a decision. It's so funny when you, if you look at the fitness industry, if you're a PT and you're running a group class, for example, and you've got your class maps on the board, and I've seen this because I work with gyms on helping them to map their culture to this information. And let's say you've got a bunch of, and I've actually seen this in gyms where there's been a group exercise class on, the exercises are on the board, the diplomats are at the front of the class reading every single exercise to make sure they know what's coming in advance. The activators are at the back of the room elbow and each other going, I hate it when the, the exercises are on the board because they don't want to see the exercise because they want the risk. And then you go through the class and you do the class. And at the end of the session, the personal trainer goes, bonus round. 
let's do the bonus round. It wasn't on the board, like surprise. We've got five more exercises to do. Like we've got a little EMOM, whatever it is, let's go. The activator's like, yes, high five, chest pump. I didn't expect that. That is exactly what I wanted. The diplomats now freaking out because their whole physiology is saying, I didn't expect this. I didn't expect to burn this energy. I had a plan and now this is going against my plan. That's a stress. So you can see how this information, it's not only about providing the right environment physiologically for a person to thrive and respond, but also mentally, emotionally as well. Yeah, super interesting. So epigenetic science has shown us that natural strengths and vulnerabilities are largely hardwired into our genetics and tweaked through development. How is this measured? So we actually don't do any swabs. And this is what's amazing for the personal training industry is we don't need to do any kind of invasive assessment. We actually measure the outside of the body. So we're looking at specific biomarkers that tell us more about embryological development. So we've all heard of somatotypes before. You know, you've got the classic ectomorph, mesomorph and endomorph. And the old way of looking at that was, you know, you've got a skinny person who's an ectomorph. You've got a muscly person who's a mesomorph. And you've got someone that holds more body fat tissue. That's an endomorph. And it kind of stopped there. But what we've actually realized is, or what we know for the science, is your somatotype is not based on your body composition. It's actually based on your bone structure and your embryological development. So the ectoderm layer of the embryo develops your skin, your brain, your central nervous system. So all your thinking and sensory organs. Your mesoderm is all of your bones, skeletal muscle tissue, cartilage, sex organs, testosterone, adrenaline. So it's everything to do with motion and movement. And then your endoderm is all about metabolic tissue and digestion. So it's your digestive system, your pancreas, your thyroid, your liver. So obviously all everyone develops all three of these layers. But based on genes that are passed down from mum and dad and based on the environment you're exposed to in utero and early adolescence, there's more, well, in utero initially, there'll be more energy put into one or more layers. Those, those layers don't develop equally. They'll develop it on a ratio. So some people will get more energy put into their ectoderm which means they'll have more sensitivity through the skin, there'll be more energy provided to the growth of the brain, the central nervous system, and less so to the muscle tissue and the bone. And this is why they're an ectomorph. This is why they are skinnier. They do have smaller joints. They are more kind of sensory aware. It's not because it's not just body composition alone. Yes, they might not hold as much body fat, but that's not the reason. It's actually it's actually the genes and it's the embryological development. It's the bone structure that actually tells a story. So what we're actually able to do is measure the outside of the body. So measure the skull, measure the jaw, measure the hand length, measure these different biomarkers that tell us what layer of the embryo you develop dominantly in and what genes are associated with that and also what hormones. So a really simple example, and this is all in the literature, one of the big ones in the literature is you can look at your the length of your ring finger versus your index finger. And if you've got a longer ring finger than index finger, it's a sign of higher testosterone in utero. So you've actually got more androgen receptors and you've been exposed to more testosterone. And when you look at the research, male that anybody that's got a longer ring finger than index has actually been exposed to more testosterone. And if you're male, and you've got this on your right hand, you'll actually find that they will be more aggressive, more competitive, and actually will have more children, which is quite fascinating. So there's these markers on the outside of the body that actually tell the story of our DNA, tell the story of how our genes have expressed, and that's what we're measuring. We're measuring the end point. So rather than doing a swab and looking at the genes, we're saying, well, how have those genes expressed with the environment they've been exposed to throughout that person's life so far? So we measure the outside of the body, the phenotype, to tell us what's going on on the inside, which means with a questionnaire and a measuring tape, and 30 minutes to 45 minutes of assessment time, you can actually have a full profile on your individual client in terms of how the brain works, what exercise they need, the foods that they need, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, super interesting. I mean, going back to, I guess, the t- these type of measurements, how did this even come about in PH360? How did someone decide that these measurements are 
I guess, a worldwide thing where is going to be the baseline of pretty much everyone of how we come up with these different health types? Yeah, so anthropometry as a science has been around for years. Like We've had da Vinci, that's, that really popularised anthropometry as a level of study. And what's fascinating is before endocrinology came on the scene, we actually had a science of biotypology. And biotypology was measuring limb lengths and measuring ratios of the body to understand and cross-correlating that to disease pathology to understand why these bodies are going out of balance. So before we had endocrinology, we had people measuring limbs and saying, oh, we've got, you know, a hundred cadavers. And for some reason, this one's got a really long femur and this one's got a really short femur. And all these people with really long femurs getting this disease. Mm. So we're seeing these patterns, what's going on there? And obviously we didn't have the medical technology Mm. to understand hormones. So the precursor to endocrinology was actually biotypology. And when you actually look at, I think it's the land of endocrinology is internal secretion. So they knew that that there was this internal substance that's being secreted that's changing the way these bodies grow and also the diseases that they're getting, but we're not quite sure what it is. And then obviously as technology develops, we understood hormones and now we know it's it's to be hormones that create the size, shape and structure. So anthropometry and measurements and, and the correlation to disease and behaviors. This has been around for thousands of years. And the PH360 technology has just tapped into that research. So it was actually started with a team of medical professionals in Europe that were using this platform as a medical, personalized medicine tool. So it's only meant to be built for medical doctors to be using this within medicine. And the founder of PH360 is Australian, Matt Riemann. He actually met these doctors in Europe, found out about what they were doing, looked at the awesome technology that they had and said, well, we need to get this out there to the general public so more people can have insight into personalized health. So then the next 15 years, I mean, it's been about 20 years in development now in total, but for the next 15 years, they then did test cases. So over 20,000 people, they'd measure the jaws and measure the skulls and measure the genes and measure the bloods and they'd actually correlate all of the information and all of the data that you see in the PH360 platform today. Yeah, wow. So we're entering an age now of mass personalization driven by technology and where our customers expect and demand an exceptional experience across the entire journey. How do you think PTs can utilize the role of technology and personalization? So we're stepping into more of an experiential age and, and I think with the rise of the millennial generation and the Gen Zers and all that kind of thing, you, you, we're seeing now that it's more than just exercise long. People don't, the idea of the, and I apologize to any big box gym owners, but the idea of this, the sterile gym where people walk in is kind of fading out a little bit. And we're seeing the right, you know, it started with the rise of CrossFit where pretty much you can, you can go and do a, you know, a high intensity class anywhere in the world, really in any kind of gym, but people are kind of moving towards the CrossFit model, paying more money for what you would think is the same kind of thing. And then we see the growth of places like Orange Theory and Barry's Bootcamp. And again, it's this, this birth of the, the boutique model has started to grow. And it's because the ability these guys have is to provide one thing, do it really well and create more than just exercise out of it. And this is the fascinating thing about biology is human behavior, you know, it's never just about the exercise. It's always about what the deeper thing that sits behind the exercise. And when you understand pH 360 and what truly drives people motivationally from a biological level, you can actually see how these newer companies that are coming on the scene that are providing more of an experience are actually tapping into people's biology and actually meeting the needs on a level far greater than an exercise ever could. So for example, you look at Orange Theory, they have an amazing workout process where they, they'll use heart rate monitors and data collection and it's a boot camp style class, like a high intensity style class, but they're using the heart rate monitors and the screens to capture the data. Now, Crusader health types are dopamine driven 
and love nothing more than to track data. Everything they do, it's all, you know, these are the classic guys that you see in the gym with the Garmin watches on or at 5am in the morning with the Lycra on and they're on the bikes and they're off tracking all the data. Like these guys love seeing a return on investment for the time that they're spending in the gym. They want to see, they want to improve, they're about self-improvement and they want to see that objectively in the science. So when you present a boot camp or high intensity workout or group exercise style class like Orange Theory to a Crusader, it's not only meeting them on an exercise need, it's meeting them on a motivational level, on, the, on a biological level as to what really lights this person up. Whereas if you got a connector that doesn't really care about the science all too much and actually just cares about the people mm-hmm. and you take them to Barry's boot camp where everything's, you know, high fives and high energy and everyone's, you know, there's hashtag Barry's bootcamp on the mirror so you can take a selfie and there's all this social proof and everything's super sexy. That's meeting their needs of the social proof and social connection and things like that. So I feel like the direction of the industry is going into this more experiential way because it's just meeting people. Well, from the lens that we look for, it's meeting people on a biological level and the technology whether it's PH360 technology that allows you to understand the individual, to personalize the experience, or it's just the use of technology to be able to track data and things like that. It's actually just going to help meet people where they need to be met so they can actually have a better experience in the gym. Have you ever had anyone that maybe you thought was a particular health type and, you know, when you measured them, they were either completely the opposite or very different or the traits of a particular type maybe they didn't even exude any of them. Yeah, so there's a couple of things that one is you can't get too cocky and confident trying to do it by eye. So you'll look at people and go, oh, they look like they could be a meso or an activator. And this is where the specifics of the measurements that we take are so important because we're looking at ratios that you're not really going to see by eye. So like the thickness of the neck versus the thickness of the wrist, the length of the palms to the finger. There's so many different ratios that we have to measure specifically. So to try and pick it, it's hard and I've done that. I'm pretty good at it. I've been around it for four years now and you could get a gauge of the, the size and shapes of bodies and how they're going to express themselves. So yeah, I've definitely done that. But on the other hand of that as well, there's on a deeper level, and this is what we teach in our courses, there's not just six types. So we've actually got 72 different variations of body right now in, in the platform and that will build as the data grows. And even then within one type, you can still share traits. So I'm a crusader, for example, but I've actually got in my profile, it talks a little bit about prolactin and nurturing, which is very much a guardian trait. So I've actually got a little bit more empathy and care, whereas my business partner, Dr. Cam, he didn't have any of that. That's why he's not here. <laughs> so, so yeah, this is where the uniqueness comes into play on a, on a bigger level because you can have two crusaders, but you can have a crusader with blonde hair, blue eyes, a crusader with brown hair, brown eyes and dark skin, and they've got different genes that have, that have created that. Therefore, they're going to need different nutrients and things like that. And this is where you've, you use the full profile to get the individual person's needs. Yeah, got it. Okay. So you talk about epigenetically determined strengths. How does someone use these strengths to lead others in a way that leverages their own natural strengths? I mean, especially if they're completely opposing. Mm. So it's all about awareness. And this is the great thing about understanding this information. As a trainer, working with clients is if you're aware of your own type, your own natural, your biological strengths, your natural predispositions, you can really tap into them. And I suppose without awareness, often we always look at our flaws or we tell ourselves a negative story and like I'll give you an example of so, so an activator for example was some of their great strengths lateral thinking innovation breaking rules like they're really good at breaking rules like but if you were to kind of look at it from a negative frame it'd be like oh you know I get distracted really easily I can't kind of follow processes I get really bored with following processes it's like a, my attention span's pretty short you could really beat yourself up for that or you could switch that and say well in actual fact I'm a great innovator 
I don't follow rules well because I like to think outside the box. And if the whole world followed rules all the time, it'd be bloody boring and we'd never change anything or create anything new. And I might have a short attention span, but that means I can actually manage many different processes all at once. So the first part of it is if you can understand that about yourself and look at some of your strengths, Mm -hmm. then you can use that to see how you can use those strengths within your business as a PT. Mm -hmm. And then how you can communicate with people and how you might support people. The second part to that is understanding other people. Because yes, you're different, but naturally, without awareness, we'll speak to people as like we like to be spoken to because it's natural. We, mm. So we assume everybody communicates in the same way. Mm. So when you understand the other types and the types that aren't you, then you can understand how other people like to be communicated with, what their passions are, what their drives are, what their motives are. And if you know that, then you can learn to complement and balance that out. So if you're a PT and you're an activator and you love changing it up and you love screaming at your clients and saying, give me one more rep, give me one more rep, give me one more rep. What you might find is you attract lots of activators and connectors that love that environment, but then you might have two diplomat clients that are not about that and you've got no awareness of this this dynamic and you're you know, you're high-fiving them, you're screaming at them, give me one more, give me one more, give me one more. You're pushing them to failure. They hate it every minute of it. It's not the experience they were looking for and now you've got that disharmony. Whereas with awareness, you can say, look, I know my natural strengths are here, but I need to adapt to this client to meet them where they're at which is only going to help your retention levels in your business and, you know, the communication and relationship you can have and things like that. Yeah, so. and I guess essentially if you're, say, in a group training environment where you have, say, for example, these, you know, various forms of these six different health types and if you're gone from not knowing anything about PH360 and teaching the way that you do t- in the same way to everybody and then learning about these health types mm. and completely switching how you see and how you, I guess, talk to people is going to be completely different and the way that you teach is going to just connect with people on such a different level. 100%. A classic example for me, pre-PH360, I spent a lot of time moving into more health coaching and and behavioural change model work and Mm -hmm. it's it's really powerful and super important for trainers to understand that information when working with behaviours with clients and I found without the awareness of PH360, so I'm a crusader and crusaders are very logical and analytical and love love the science and love the, the depth of conversation and I'd have guardian endomorph clients coming in for weight loss and I'd sit there with them and start explaining all the science as to why we're doing everything that we're doing and breaking it all down and and when they'd have these issues I'd solve the problems because I'm a good critical thinker I go oh yeah I know exactly what's wrong here you're doing this 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 and I just tell them what to do which isn't coaching at all so I'd be like oh yeah you just need to change this change this do this do this do this they'd leave the session I'd sit there thinking I just crushed that session because I just solved all their problems all they need to do now is go away and do it because that's the logical mind of a crusader if, if you've got the data if you've got the information it makes sense so you just do it why wouldn't you Whereas a guardian doesn't operate like that. They're, they're not about logic. They're about connection and community and relationships. Mm. And they don't really care about the science. They care about the human. And like, they want to sit there and talk about family and know about your family. And, and there's me unaware, just disregarding that and hammering them with science and giving them all these things to do, not supporting them afterwards. Mm. They rock up two weeks later or a week later. How did you owe those goals? Oh, I didn't do any of it. Why not? Oh, I felt super overwhelmed and I had to start. Well, why didn't you reach out? Oh, I didn't want to bother you. Mm. Whereas if it had known, like with the lens I've got now, we know guardians need more support. We know that like we need to get them in community. So if I work with guardians now, I'm plugging them into a Facebook group of other people so they can share recipes and ideas. And I'm not only I'm not catching up once every two weeks, I'm catching up once a week, once you know, twice a week if possible, more times a week if possible. And if I'm not with them, they're getting a text 
Are they getting something to let them know that I'm there for them? Mm-hmm. And if you've not got the time to dedicate to that, and since I've stepped more into, obviously in the last few years, into an educational role for personal trainers, I'm not working with clients as much. And I definitely won't work with guardians because I've not got the time to commit to these guys to give them the service that they need to get the results. So just having that awareness, it really changed the way I coach because otherwise I would keep coaching everyone like Crusaders and just bombarding with science, expecting them to do it and wondering why they didn't change. Mm. Mm. Yeah, right. So what would you say the common misconceptions are about personalised health that perhaps maybe PTs may not be aware of? I think the biggest one is most people think they're personalising, but they're not. So PTs are, and this is what I love about our industry, we are so good at, assessing. So we assess posture, we, we sit down and talk goals. And one of my biggest passions is, is to change the paradigm in the fitness industry, because I truly believe that the personal trainer actually spends more hours a day, more hours in a week with a person than most other health professionals. There's not many other health professions that allow one to three hours a week of contact time every single week with a person. So when it comes down to it, PTs are in a position that can completely change, you know, impact people's lives for the better. And they've not often got the tools to do that. So well, this is one of the biggest things why I do what I do with MPH360 and why I've trained PTs is for this reason, so we can give them better tools to get the job done. So we're amazing at the assessment part. So we, have, we assess the posture and we assess the goals and we've got all this time to sit down and talk to our clients. So then, but, we, but then we stop there. So what happens is we, we get the posture analysis, we get the goal, we get the training age, we do those things and then we write the program based on the goal and based on the posture and say, we've personalized. Mm. or we do the nutrition if they qualify to do nutrition and say well we've got the goal they want weight loss we've got the bmr or the total daily energy expenditure we've got the macros it's a personalized plan to the macros but that isn't actually true personalization what true personalization is is actually understanding that person on a biological level and actually matching the environment of exercise and nutrition to what their biology needs so I'm not saying we shouldn't be doing that stuff. We absolutely should be doing that stuff of posture and making sure we're doing the right thing for the goal. But what I'll use exercise as an example, and I see this with personal trainers all the time. We get the goal, let's say the goal is weight loss. We get the training age, they're an intermediate client. They've got no injuries, the posture, they've got a bit of anterior tilt. And so it's like, right, so we're going to do a weight loss program with anterior tilt. So we program in for the glute activation and all the rest of it. And it's like, right, so we need to program for weight loss. What's next? Mm well, what does the research say? Or what, what does the industry say? Well, the experts say hit training or CrossFit. Or what this expert says, do long distance running. Or one minute, the fat burning zone is, you know, long distance running, low intensity steady state training is bad because it'll increase cortisol. And the next minute is good. And, and so there's so much confusion as to where to from here, building muscle, losing fat. So then we just pick one. I'm going to get HIIT training because that's popular and that's what the research is saying is good and we apply HIIT training for weight loss and that's personalised. But then without the context of the biology, we miss the mark because if we've got an activator client, then, then yes, they'll respond really well and lose weight. If you've got a diplomat client or a guardian client, you're not going to get a response. Mm. So true personalization is actually being able to match the overload principle to the biology to actually get a better response. Mm. What would you see as the growing trend in 2019, I guess, in the personalised health space? So the experience, as I've already mentioned, is, is the big thing that's growing. But if you really want to stay ahead of the game, it's how you personalize all of that. So it truly is about people. Are, I suppose people are over just feeling like a number, when it, if it, whether it's going to the medical center, whether it's going to see a coach, whether it's going to see a PT. The people are over that whole feeling of just being passed from pillar to post to get a result. So I think 
the person that can truly connect with someone and actually create a personalized experience that meets the expectations and gets results, that's the future of where we need to go and where we need to evolve to get people on site. Because as I've said, like personal trainers have got such an incredible platform to make such a difference in people's lives. But I suppose the perception sometimes might be that it's an intimidating industry or it's a bit scary or whatever it needs to be. And we can completely change that message if we actually understand the person and provide them what they need. Yeah, completely. Why do you think it's taking so, taken so long to, for, to realise that personalised health is the way forward when it comes to long-term results? I think it's because we are... There's just so much confusion as to what's right, and usually it's the loudest voice that kind of gets their message out there. Mm-hmm. And then we're definitely obviously in a world now of more instant gratification and people looking for the quick fix. And so people want to jump on a program like one minute it's paleo, the next minute it's keto, one minute it's functional training, the next minute it's hit training. So we jump into these things and we, we're just looking for the, the quick result and the quick response. And then when it doesn't happen, we're rather than looking within and going, you know, well, is this something that I need to change personally for me? Everyone's just trying to find the, the magic bullet or the, the pill that's going to fix everything. So if we continue to come from this place, we're going to miss personalization because everyone's expecting a, a one way fits all that's going to save the planet's health. Mm. So we're just going to miss the mark. So, and then it'll just always be confusion and competition. And that's what we find. And it's not by, it's probably not by any ill intent, but when you've got one person saying on their soapbox saying, well, I'm the expert in keto and here's all my research on keto and here's the clients that I've used keto with and here's the amazing results they've get. It's coming from a really good place of, I want to spread this message because I see it working but then there's always going to be people that don't respond to that because it doesn't work for everyone. Mm. So until we start to change that message and realize that everybody's individual and keto's not bad and paleo's not bad and carbs aren't bad and mm. hit training's not bad and strength training's not bad. In fact, there's a time and a place for all of these things. It's just actually about understanding the individual and applying the right thing at the right time. That's what needs to happen to see personalization. But I just feel like we've not got there because we're too busy fighting with each other as to who's got the right mm. answer. Mm, totally. If you were to look back on the last 10 years, what knowledge did you wish you had prior to being a part of PH360? The behavioural side of things is the biggest thing that steps out for me there. Is Yeah, I was, I was, I suppose I'd always kind of had an inkling. Like I've done a lot of study and research over time and I've done different courses looking at epigenetics and all these different things. So I've always had this more holistic approach and a bigger picture on health in general as to how to help people. But the one part that I was always missing, which is the is a blind spot for a crusader, is the connection, the emotional side of things and the rapport and relationship building. Because as I said before, for me, it was if it makes sense and there's science there, you just go and do it. So I was really missing that with clients. And I, I, if I think back now, like to the clients I've worked with in the past, I get great success with clients that would follow what I'd say but struggled with clients with barriers because I didn't know how to, I didn't have the tools to Mm. communicate and coach them and help them overcome them and understand what drives them. So I think the biggest thing that I've got is the awareness of behaviours, how different people respond to different motivational tools, communication, language, and just really helping to support people with the behaviour change long term. Mm -hmm. Now that you're an advocate of personalised health, what advice would you give to up-and-coming PTs who want to help their clients in the best way possible? Yeah, whether it's using a technology like PH360 or not, I think if you just have the lens of everybody's different and just have this awareness that not everybody likes what I like and just because you might like the high-intensity training or the, you know, the box jumps or whatever, it doesn't mean everyone else is going to like that. And just because you like communicating in one way doesn't mean everyone likes communicating that way too. So I feel like as long as you, if you wear the lens and just walk around the planet with this idea that every interaction that I have I'm going to be meeting a completely different person. 
and spend more time observing that person to see what their natural style might be. I think that's the, that's the catalyst for change to get more people into personalised mm-hmm. health, for mm-hmm. sure. Awesome. Thanks so much for your time today, Carl. But if listeners want to find out more info on you or how to become a PH360 coach, where should they go? So they can go to ph360.me to find out more about the platform and the science and things like that. If they want to learn more about the educational courses that we run, it's a, it's a six-week course with two days live face-to-face. There's 15 points that are associated with that as well for the continuing education. And they can go to ph360.me forward slash edu dash mastery series. Okay, awesome. Thanks again for talking to the Fitness Industry Podcast. Thanks for having me on. To learn effective coaching and behavior change techniques, check out Network's online course, Coaching Skills for Maximal Client Results, accredited for CECs and other continuing education points. Go to the Network website, select the Courses tab, and click on Coaching and Behavior Change. Members of Australian Fitness Network save 25% on this course, so head to fitnessnetwork.com.au to grow your skill set and fitness career today. And for an amazing weekend of face-to-face learning, be sure to register for Filex, the main event on the fitness industry calendar at filex.com.au.